0: Sovereign Grace Chapel, located at 135 Annabelle Lane in Beaver, West Virginia, invites you to listen to a gospel message concerning Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter five. I will just I will read the first five verses. Romans chapter five. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope. Of the glory of God. And not only so. Or you could say not only this. Either of those words or a few others would fit there. You can see the so is in italics. But it's what it's saying. And not only so. Not just this. But we glory in tribulations also. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Notice the change. We glory in tribulations plural. The reason is there's going to be more than one tribulation. Exactly. But it doesn't take more than one to work patience. That's right. (laughs) Note just that little caveat there. There's going to be more than one tribulation. But each and every singular tribulation that we go through is working patience. The reason is God says so. Not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And we could say, we could put that word, worketh in between all of those. Yeah. And hope maketh not ashamed. Yeah. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Amen. Now let us clearly note Being justified by faith. I have not only heard, heard, but probably been in the middle of the debates as to where Mm -hmm. and if a comma should be there. Mm -hmm. Where should the comma be? Well, just take the comma out because it's all true. There are not differing kinds of justification, but there are different facets to justification. Justification. Just like there's only one true righteousness, and that's God's righteousness, there is only one justification. And we're justified by grace, by blood, by faith. James says we're justified by works. Yes, sir. Yeah. Amen. Does he or does he not? Yeah. But it's all still the same justification. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to sit and squabble over where the comma should be. Let's look at what the words say. Here's what he's telling us. Imputation and justification go hand in hand. Yes, sir. Imputed righteousness by faith equals God's inventory of this faith as right. Mm-hmm. Justification by faith equals God's declaration of faith as right. This faith brings peace with God to the believer. Amen. God is already at peace with us. In his eternal purpose and sovereign compassion, he was at peace with us before the world began. But in God's decree, because of the fall of Adam, we would not be at peace with God. Even the elect of God would not be at peace with God when they came into this world. So therefore we read, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. But even then, it is only what? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Even faith, apart from the person and work of Jesus Christ, has no peace giving ability. That's right. Faith does not take care of our sins. Exactly. Christ took care of our sins. Amen. Faith receives Christ who took care of our sins. Amen. As Spurgeon told the account of the elderly lady in in his church or in God's church that he pastored, and she had invited him over for tea. (laughs) And she was quite poor. So he was a young pastor and, you know, young pastors suppose a whole lot. And he decided, well, since she's so poor, I'll take some cookies with me. And, you know, they call it biscuits. It's what we call a cookie. So he went to have tea with the lady she invited him to tea this is england that's what they do tea and cookies tea and biscuits so as she went to the kitchen to make the tea he pulled out his cookies out of his napkin and stacked his cookies up on the table well when she had the tea done she returned with her platter with the little teapot and the cups and the cookies and she looks down and sees his cookies on the table and she reaches down and brushes them off into the floor. And she said, I didn't invite you to bring tea. I invited you to tea. That's exactly right. Amen. God doesn't invite us to bring tea. Exactly. He supplied the tea and the cookies. Amen. He just invites us to tea. Believe Him. Receive it. Amen. Take it like you like would this. Look. Like you do that. Mm. But it's only, only through our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, peace is experienced by us. Peace is experienced by believers. Only because we believe Christ made peace. Amen. You don't come up with faith to make peace. No. You believe Jesus Christ who has made peace peace who is our peace and that may seem like nothing but just refiltering words but it's the difference between a lie and the truth exactly it's the reason why God's people at least at times when God enables us to believe Christ we have some peace with God and yet the religious world that professes to be Christians are in constant turmoil in their souls wondering whether this is all real or not. I know my Lord is real, even if I am as fake as a $3 bill. And my Lord Jesus Christ is God Almighty, sovereign over all, even if I'm the worst hypocrite that ever walked. And if he says to me one day, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. He still will be just and right. Amen. Amen. That's right. And even that's lovely about him, Joe. Yes, sir. I didn't see that at one time as lovely, but I see it as lovely now. Why? Because that's who he is. Exactly. That's who he is. Colossians one and twenty says he made peace. Yeah. amen. Ephesians two, Paul says thirteen through sixteen, he made or, I'm sorry, yes, Ephesians 2, he made peace and he preached peace. Amen. Again, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, what he says? Therefore, the believer is declared to be right. Amen. As a matter of fact, the word right, righteous, and justified are basically the same Greek word. And you've probably heard this before, but maybe God will use it to drive this truth home Till you've, you've seen on TV when, and we see a lot about this lately, I and mean, there's a lot of debate about it, but I'm not here to debate, that, but you see on TV when a police officer has to shoot an assailant. And that assailant truly is going after that police officer's life. And that police officer draws his service revolver and shoots the person to death. Legally, it cannot be called murder. Legally, it is called a justified homicide. Why? Because the police officer was right to draw his gun, right to point his gun, right to pull the trigger, and right to take the life of that assailant. Now, that is but an illustration of what God says about us in spite of what we are by nature. We are justified by faith. If you believe him this morning, you are justified. Yes, sir. Therefore be and you're justified in God's sight. Yeah, even right. if you're not in mine. Yeah. Even if you're not right. in mine. Now, this faith. Now let's, <coughs> let's let's get ready to jump a jump a creek here, as old LR Shelton used to say, hold on to the saddle horn until we go jump a creek. This faith brings access into the grace of of our peace with God. You have heard us preach. Myself, Earl. Other men. Myself. Joe. Paul. You've heard us preach that you. God must give you grace. In order for you to have faith. And that is absolutely true. Right? Grace from God must come first. Before any individual has this kind of faith. This Abrahamic kind of faith This justifying God declared his righteous faith That grace must come first But as I, I have told you over And over and over again When God When thus saith the Lord is here When this is true Do not suppose that that must be true Do not think in your own mind Well that And do not think that that cannot be true If it's a thus saith the Lord because we by that very same faith, but notice it is still by whom? Yeah. Not by which? Because the foundation of all this is not the faith. Faith is just the receptor. Yes. you understand what I'm saying? Faith is just the receptor. The foundation of all this is a whom. Amen. Therefore, read it again, look at it with me. Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. by whom? We have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Do you see it? Amen. That's right. So grace still flows, but it will flow from, through faith. See, by whom we have access, or by, by what? Faith. In other words, you don't believe God just one time, and then everything's okay That's for right. the rest of your life. That's right. Now, let me tell you something. Sadly, that is what many people out there are being taught You come forward, you pray the prayer, you be sincere, tell God you're a sinner, mean you're a sinner, mean you're a real sinner, and and beg God to save you through Jesus Christ and believe on him. Well, then you get grace and then you're fixed up. You just go on about your life and go to church when you can and maybe give a dollar or two when you can and serve the Lord when you can, but that's not it. That's not it. As, as Todd Nybert said yesterday at, at Millsite Baptist Church, Peter said, to whom? Coming, yes. coming. Coming. If you've ever really come to him the first time, you're going to keep coming back to him. Exactly right. If you ever quit coming to him, the coming weren't worth spit. Now, Todd didn't say that, but I just said that. That's right. This faith brings access into the grace of our peace with God. The reason I ever find myself not at peace with God is because I am not believing God. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Christ made peace. Yeah. Now just believe it. No matter how you feel. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not always going to feel good. Yeah, exactly. Look at it. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We haven't seen and experienced that glory as it really is yet. What was it? Three disciples got a little glimpse of that on the Mount of Transfiguration. A little glimpse of it. And even then they couldn't comprehend it. Peter was wanting to build a tabernacle for everybody. The father said, no, here's my son. i am well pleased with him. You listen to him. But look, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Hmm. So again, this faith brings access into the grace of our peace with God. And it brings a rejoicing in hope, a confident expectation because God's promised. Christ said, I pray, Father, that those you gave me will be with me where I am. Now, bless God, that's going to happen. And if I'm one of them people, I will be with him one day. Amen. Literally, yeah. physically, in a glorified body. Amen. And Paul calls it, as we will see later, God willing, it's going to be a glory revealed not just to us. That's going to be true. But it's going to be a glory revealed in us. I can't, I don't, I can't even describe that. I can't even describe that. By whom? But remember again, it's by whom? But faith accesses more than just this hope. See, it's not just, well, you believe in God, and all of a sudden, boy, you're just walking around with great, confident expectation. There might be a little taste of that when you first start out. When God first converts you, everything just, wow. The scriptures begin to open up to you. You begin to see what you are, and that don't help you a whole lot. But it forces you to run to Jesus Christ and God begins to let you see a little bit about Joe His perfections and His beauty. Yes, sir. And you're just filled with hope. But that ain't the way it that ain't the way it continues. Hmm? Now again I say, I mean there there that, that I I remember that hope, that joy, that zeal, yeah. but I can't relate to it anymore. I'm just, listen to me. I remember it, but I can't relate to it anymore. That first-time conversion experience is over. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You don't have two first-time conversion experiences. Now, Is anybody, I mean, most of you graduated high school, didn't you? You didn't have two first-time conversion experiences. But we do have many conversion experiences. Yes, sir. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. But do not ever see it as just a one-time thing. It's a way of walk. It's a way of life. Believing God is a way of living in this world. It's not just a little spurt every once in a while when we get in trouble. It's the very fact that we're believing God is why we're going to be brought to trouble. There you go. Why? Not only do we rejoice in hope of the glory of God, not only that, but we glory in tribulations also. Yes, sir. Now, you all know the phrase. you probably all, everyone here has probably heard it. People hearing me live stream this morning has probably heard it, heard people, people say it, preachers say it, I've said it. Well, I used to pray for patience until I realized that tribulation worked with patience, so I quit praying for, for patience. I understand that sentiment. I really do, yeah. believe you me. But you're going to be patient. Because God's going to bring you tribulation. Whether you pray for it or not, bless God, it's coming. Christ said in this world, ye shall have what? Tribulation. So it's going to come and whether you pray. So that's us talking fluff. I'm not trying to be mean. I've done it. You've done it. We've heard others. That's us talking fluff. Because you can say, God, don't give me patience. He's still going to give you patience. But he's only going to work it through tribulation. So quit praying for it and just brace yourself because it's coming. So, again, but faith accesses more. Faith causes the believer to glory in very tight spots. Is that what that word tribulation means? Or tribulations. Very tight spots in the pressures, the anguishes. That the believer underglows. That's the word tribulation. Isn't that what it says? And not only this, but we glory in tribulations also. But remember, <laughs> this is not, okay, I'm going to glory in tribulations, and therefore I'll be set and ready when they come. You ain't going to be ready when they come. But God gonna bring them out of left field. That's what the, that's just this book. He don't say all that here, but that's what this book teaches. Yeah. It's not, all right, God says tribulation's coming. Get there, get your Bible out, start praying, start believing to get ready. That ain't the way it works, is it? You've just been going about your everyday life, trying to believe God, trying to live right, trying to serve Him, trying to love your brother and sister in Christ, trying to be an honest, decent person. Next thing you know, bang, a tight spot hits. Yes, sir. Hmm? Anguish hits. The believer undergoes these tribulations, but listen to me now. This is not out of a we don't glory in tribulations out of a morbid delight in anguish. Because if you morbidly delight in anguish, you got a problem. Yeah, Yeah. you got a problem, and it's nor is it out of a victim mentality. Oh, this poor old me, you You know, poor old me. Now I'm not saying those things don't exist in us. But that's not what Paul's talking about here. So, again, I was going to give you a thought pressures, anguishes, tight spots, they will come. Yes, sir. But they'll only come in light of the wise purpose. And providence of God designed lessons which teaches us God's true love for his people and our love for him. Through all I can look back through all of the tribulation I've been through. And while it was going on, I may not have seen it then, but I can look back at it now. All of this happens. Amen. Tribulation works patience, patience works experience. Experience works hope, and hope makes not a shame because I know God loves me. Now, I've just interpreted that for you. People's even argued about because the love of God is shed abroad in their hearts. Well, it's immediate. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Verse 8, but God commended his love toward us. Now, yes, God's people love him. Do not get me wrong. They do love him because faith is energized. It works by love. This kind of faith loves Christ. Amen. It doesn't just accept him as personal savior so you get out of hell. Exactly. It loves Christ. But what does God shed abroad in our hearts? His love for us. Amen. He has taken care of me even when I was in rebellion against him. Yeah. Yes, sir. I didn't see it then, but how, later I could see God Almighty protected me. Yes, sir. Even when my mouth and my heart was in great rebellion against him. And then he saves me. and Mackie, give me a little bit of love for Christ. And enable me to believe Christ. And I try to serve Christ. You think he loves me less now than he did then? No. No. Hmm. So again, this is not out of, our glory is not out of some morbid delight and anguish. Nor out of some Victim mentality, but it's in light of the wise purpose and providence of God-designed lessons, which teach to us God's love for His people and our love for Him. Yes. Listen to me. I had a tight spot yesterday evening, and I'm not going to get into all the detail. And this, I hope you get a little chuckle out of this. Maybe if you if you ain't got a sense of humor, you won't get nothing out of it. Probably, but. Penny and I decided to go get her a pair of shoes. Oh, I wish to God we just got the shoes and went home. <laughs> but then we decided to go get a little something easy to eat, already made at the deli at Walmart. Well, as you all know, yesterday evening it was raining, sometimes it was raining and raining. And everybody, I suppose, getting ready for Mother's Day, and I'm not against Mother's Day. But everybody's getting ready, so we pull up in front of Walmart, and I mean it's pouring down, and people are parked in the fire lane. Mm -hmm. I mean parked, not just letting people out. They're parked in the fire lane. Well, Penny says, well, I'll just jump out. You go park, come on in and meet me. (laughs) I didn't get there right away. (laughs) Here's the people illegally parked in the fire zone, in the fire path, what do you call fire lane? I'm right up against them. Traffic's, you know, you got a spot here for traffic to come this way. Well, here's a person waiting for a handicapped spot but rather than staying over here between the people illegally parked and the lane they're supposed to be, they turn their car and get over and block both other lanes and are waiting on a handicapped person to pull out so they can pull into the handicapped spot. It felt like an eternity. Now, it probably wasn't three minutes. And I could feel my impatience broiling. And finally, the van, they pull up so close to the van waiting to get out of the spot that the van has to pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up. And it's like... But it's pouring down the rain. Right, the van finally starts to move off. The car gets ready to pull in. The new car, the different car, gets ready to pull. It's blocking both lanes. Gets ready to pull into the handicap spot. Here comes a lady, and she pulls over and pulls right the opposite way and pulls right up in front of my car and says, Yeah, I think she... And I said... <laughs> <laughs> we were at an impasse. Exactly. Again, this felt like two eternities. (laughs) Now I'm in another tight spot. I look in my mirrors and there are cars lined up all the way behind me going up the side lanes. And the lady still, what? I guess she supposed that the people illegally parked, that was the lane to go. I don't know. And I look, and I, nobody's behind me. I put it in reverse, and I'm going to back up. I'm going to, make a, I'm going to make an illegal move and go around her in the left side because she won't move. She won't back up. Nobody behind her. She won't back up. When I back up, I hear, crunch. You know what I did, don't you? I'm not even going to put it on tape, but I did it. <laughs> so I have to get out in the rain and go back to the person who was in the Crunch. By God's grace, the crunch was not serious enough. Both of us said, "Don't worry about it." And finally, I had since I had made my crunch, I had enough room to pull out. She said, "Don't worry, the squall." And I pulled around. She had to go over and was talking to this lady, trying to get her out of the middle of the road. She's still there. That was a tight spot. Now that was just a physical tight spot, but it wore on my psyche. Yeah. It drugged me down spiritually. When I went inside, Penny was asking, well, what, do you want? what about this? you want to get this? And I was like, I want to get home. <laughs> now, I, I didn't tell her about this till this morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talk about it? Let me tell you something, folks. That may seem, We laugh, and I, I, I'm glad you got a chuckle. But it didn't feel like laughing when it happened. Yeah, right. Right. Hmm? Yeah. But tribulation works patience. Hmm? You know what kind of patience he wrought on me? Me and Penny are well-bodied individuals. We both have umbrellas. I'm not driving in the middle of the rain right up in the middle of Walmart again. I'm going to park out there in the middle of the open, and we'll walk in. (laughs) Now, I hope you get a chuckle out of that. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, and I think we really only know this kind of after the fact. And God keeps teaching us to us, oh, because we are so impatient. No, no. We, we are so impatient. We, we are absolutely impatient in the flesh. Yeah. The flesh has no patience. The flesh is me, 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 now, now, now. Amen. That's right. No matter how spiritual you are, the flesh is still me, 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 now, now, now. That's I, I. i right. yep. But we, I glory in this because I know God's done it for me over and over and over and over. So let me move on. Listen to me. Tight spots, anguishing circumstances make us wait on God. Yes, sir. They make us wait That's on God. Exactly right. It's not a tight spot comes, a tribulation comes, and then after it's over, well, I'm just so much greater, patient person. Do <laughs> yeah. you understand? Exactly. It makes you wait on God. Yes, sir. Tribulations, what about We go into tribulation, knowing that tribulation, and that's even just one. Now there's going to be more than one, but even the one, he didn't have to pile a bunch up. We are so impatient; we need them all the time Mm -hmm. to work the patience in us. Tight spots, anguishing circumstances make us wait on God. God so fixes things that the more we try to fix the trouble, the worse it gets. The more I did yesterday evening, the worse it got. The worse it got. So then we're forced all the way back to square one. Wait on God. <laughs> wait on God. Think of what Job went through. and Remember James talks about the patience of Job. And he was so patient. He was patient with God. He was patient with himself. He was patient with his wife. He was even patient with the devil. He didn't blame anybody, did he? Well, he did not. Until somebody started accusing him of doing wrong.